Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining this week's message from Zoe Church, Los Angeles. We are thrilled for you to stream in and join us as we continue to grow in our faith. And I want to thank every person that likes, subscribes, and comments to this podcast. And I want to thank every person that helps us get this message out. If you'd like to begin giving, text Zoe, Z-O-E, to 77 977 and we'll shoot you a link or go to our website and you can give there but we are studying the book of Job and today we're in Job chapter 2 let's jump into this week's message titled anything Job chapter 2 go there in your bible Job chapter number 2 go to verse 7 we started last week we started a brand new series called give and take And we are studying as we kick off 21 days of prayer and fasting. By the way, shout out to everyone that is fasting and praying with us. And I want to encourage you, if you didn't start last week, why don't you take the next 14 days, the next two weeks, and fast and pray. So you're like, I missed out. No, you didn't. Let's let's fast and pray for 14 days. And every morning we're meeting at 6 in the morning on Zoom. Someone had the audacity to ask me if we're taking tomorrow off. We are all praying together in Jesus' name at 6 in the morning. Praying tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And by the way, can we clap and thank Alpha? Didn't he do a great job honoring Dr. King? We thank you. did such a great job, man. Thank you so much. And um, we're fasting and praying. We're starting our year off. And I don't know if you're going to hear God during the fast or maybe after the fast, but we always start our year off fasting and praying. We give the first of our year, which is the best of our year, to God. We want to seek God. We want to hear from God. We want to lean in. We kind of clear out all the distractions. We clear out all the stuff, all the clutter, so we can make some space for God to speak. And we're building the right foundation so that no matter what gets thrown your way in 2024. What I know about a calendar year is that it has some highs and some lows. Some good and some bad. What I know about a year is that it's got times that it feels like, man, everything's going great. And other times it feels like, man, this is, I I cannot believe this is really happening. That's just, that, that just happened last week, by the way. Last Monday, we started the fast. Last Monday, I was ready to go. If you didn't know this about Julie and I, we're from Seattle, Washington. We're, we're Pacific Northwest people. We grew up in the Seattle area. And that makes us huge University of Washington Husky fans. We are big-time Husky fans. Julia is a fourth-generation Husky. She went to the University of Hus- uh, Washington. Didn't graduate, but that's fine. She's, she went. She attended. Ah, only has one year. Who thinks Pastor Julia should finish? If you don't cheer louder, I'm going to die and get killed. So cheer louder, please, in the name of Jesus. One day, you never know. So we're big Husky fans, and on Monday, I don't know if you noticed, they played in the national championship game. We didn't win, but we played. And before the game, this is my 10-year-old right here. This is my 10-year-old. Right before the game, he is fired up. He's got the hat, his face paint. He's got his, he's got his, his sweater on, and he is fired up. I will not show you the video of him crying for an hour after they lost. And we got crushed that night by the Michigan Wolverines. And then, okay, that's about enough of that. Demonic spirit in the back. Spirit, move you out. Anyways, um, 
Um, that was Monday. Wednesday, Coach Carroll, who won a national championship here at USC, decides to leave us after 15 years. The Seahawks, he retired, a.k.a. got fired. And um, that was a low. Then the next day, our coach that took us to the national championship decided to leave for Alabama. It has been one heck of a week, people. You have highs and lows. You have good and you have bad. And that is life. And I'm trying to build us to be prepared for whatever comes our way. The Bible says that the storm is going to come. The wind is going to howl. But we're building our life on the rock. And when we study the book of Job, I want to encourage you, go to our website, get resources, understand, understand God's character, his nature, how sovereign he is, how big he is, the way he moves. But I tell you what, it's not just what we learn about God in the book of Job that I love. It's it's the perseverance and the endurance of Job that I'm encouraged by. That a man could face so much trial and tribulation and still say, I, I, I will praise the Lord no matter what gets thrown my way. You know, I want to remind you, you are not inspired by people that live this wellness, equinox, air one, diligence, discipline life. We are inspired by people that have endured through pain and are still showing up. We're inspired by people that have gone through courageous stories and they're still fighting the good fight of faith. And I just want to encourage you, no matter what you've gone through, keep showing up. Keep serving God. Keep doing your best to follow and serve Jesus. You see that in Job. If you missed last week, we studied Job chapter 1. And in Job chapter 1, you see that Job has the worst day ever. We don't know a lot about him, but we know that he's from the land of Uz. We know that he's wealthy. He's got a lot of oxen. He's got a lot of children. He's got a lot of land. And we know that God brags about him behind his back. God says to Satan, literally, I don't know if you consider my servant Job, but Job is blameless. He's upright. He fears God. He shuns evil. And God just is so excited about his servant Job. And the enemy, Satan, says to God, yeah, of course Job loves you because you've blessed him and he's rich. He lives in a gated community and he moved from California to Nashville. He's living his best life. No taxes. Anyways, and, and, and he says, but what if he goes through trial? And so he goes through this hard time and Long story short, he says, listen, after all this hardship, naked I came into this thing, naked I will leave, blessed be the name of the Lord. There's an old saying that says, he who dies with the most toys still dies. You brought nothing into this thing, you're taking nothing out of it, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the resolve of Job. So Job finds himself victorious over his, his trial. He finds himself victorious over his circumstance. And he says, you could throw the kitchen sink at me. I'm still going to praise God. In chapter 2, you think it'd get better, but it gets worse. Chapter 2, God once again holds court and all the angels come before him. And once again, all the angels come, but Satan comes with them again. And God says to Satan, where you been? Again. And again, Satan says, I've been roaming around. 
And God says, hey, (laughs) did you see how my guy Job handled his trial? What did I tell you? What did I brag about Job behind his back? I told you that he's not a compromiser. I told you that he's a man that fears me. I told you about this Job. I See, I knew Job had the character and Job had the endurance to still praise me. And Satan says, yeah, but it's only because you haven't allowed me to touch his health. In fact, watch what it says here after God gives uh, Satan permission to touch his health. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a pot sword with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. I just want to give a word to every man that's married here tonight. Those are Job's words, not yours. All the women in the church said amen. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Write down the title of today's message. It's called anything but that. You know, because I think some of us in our life, we've got to be careful that, you know, you can get your job messed with or maybe your community and friend group or maybe you can go through hard times, maybe with money. But, but I can handle anything, God, but just not that. And you've got to identify in your world what your that is because that could be the thing that, that hurls you headlong. That could be the thing that takes you out of the faith. That could be the thing that if it gets touched, you get gone. Anything but that. And I love this because the enemy is trying to say to God, yeah, God, we messed with his house and his cattle and his kids, but we didn't touch that. And and if you let me touch that thing, which is health, then I guarantee he's going to curse you to your face. Write down point number one tonight. Health is everything. And I want to put an emphasis on on health this year. Why don't we make 2024 our healthiest year yet? Come on, what what is that saying? Health is wealth. And I'll tell you, you think the cost of wellness is expensive? The cost of illness is more expensive. And a lot of people spend their health trying to get wealth and then their wealth trying to get health. I say that we make a commitment to be the healthiest version of us in our soul, our body, our spirit, our mind, our relationships. We're trying to get healthy this year. Amen? And your health is everything. And, and, and the enemy knows it. And so he says, yeah, yeah, he's good. But it's, but, it, but it's his health. If you touch his health, watch how he re- reads in the message translation, Satan answered, a human would do anything to save his life. But what do you think would happen if you reached down and took away his health? He'd curse you to his face. That's what he'd do. Because health is that thing where it's like, man, I, I, I know what it's like not to have money. I grew up without money. I know what it's like to have conflict and, and, and I've had fallout in relationship. I know what it's like to go through hard times. But man, I, serving God through migraines, serving God through cancer. By the way, I just got to shout out. We've had a number of people at Zoe this last year get diagnosed with cancer, go through chemo, and all the while remain faithful, remain committed, serving. Serving at the church, laughing in community. Come on, let's honor where honor is due today and thank God for the example of faith. 
So I don't know if you've had a health issue. I don't know if you've had a health scare. I don't know if you've ever had a health crisis or you ever gone through something. It's different to praise God when you can't get out of bed. It's different to choose faith when you are in agony and in defeat and you are in pain and you are in suffering and you're still choosing to trust in God. And I just want to just say to you, this is why when you go through health scares or health crisis on earth, it only doubles down on our greater excitement to go to heaven. Because when we go to heaven, there will be no more sorrow and no more pain and no more tears and no more sickness. Watch this promise here in the book of Revelation. Look at this beautiful promise to us, Revelation 21. And God will wipe away every tear from their eye. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. That's why when you deal with sickness on this planet, I'm telling you, it reminds me this world is not my home. I'm a citizen of a greater place. And when I get there, I will walk the streets of gold. I will sit at the banqueting table. And when I sit at that table, there is no fasting or prayer anymore. Thank you, Jesus. I pray they serve me in heaven. Somebody say amen. If you vegan and you get to heaven, you're going to be disappointed, okay? There's gluten in heaven, and it's free. That's the only thing it is, free. Gluten-free, gluten. It's free gluten. That's all it is. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Yesterday, we were in the van, and my son was asking me questions about heaven. He was asking what his body's going to look like in heaven. I said, son, we don't know what your body's going to look like in heaven. We're just hoping you make it there. <laughs> we're just praying. We're just praying you get there, son. Eyes ahead, eyes ahead, eyes forward, son. We're hoping you get there. And so whenever you, whenever you face sickness and you, you know, we have, we have sickness in our home. A lot, of, a lot of you know the story of our daughter, Georgia. And people say, how could God allow something like that? First of all, we live on a fallen planet where there is sickness and disease on this earth. And God already told us there would be earthquakes and famines and disease, wars and rumors of wars. This world is not our place. If we have to live, it's for Christ, but to die is gain. Somebody give me a big amen right there if that's, if that's your hope. And God said, no, 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 touches, or the enemy says, touches health, and, 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 and he, he is going to flip out. What level of flip out? He's going to curse you to your face and say, how dare you allow me? Do you get the image? He's sitting there and he's got boils from head to feet and he's having to scrape his body. There's ashes all around from his boils. In fact, he's been struck by the enemy. Write down number two today. I'm struck with pain, but I'm saved by grace. Look at Job 2, 7. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the, from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Satan struck Job. And when I read that word struck, it made me think of first the times that God struck people in the Bible. How about in the book of Acts in the New Testament when there was a couple that sold their property and should have given a tithe to God, but they lied about it and God struck them dead. 
What about in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel, when there was a king named Nebuchadnezzar, and King Nebuchadnezzar is walking on his roof, on his palace, thinking that he's all that in a bag of chips, and thinking that he's so good. That was a throwback right there. That felt so good to say. A bag of chips? Oh, man, that, you know I'm from the 90s when I throw that out. Nebuchadnezzar walking around like he all that and all cool, and then God, boom, strikes him. Sends him to the wilderness. Hair grows all long. His fingernails grow out. And God humbles him. So in the scriptures, there are times when God strikes people. But here in the Old Testament, in the book of Job, Satan strikes Job. And I want to just remind you what you already feel sometime. There is an enemy of your life that is looking to take you out. And he's finding a time, he's looking for an opportunity to mess with your calling and mess with your future. Watch how the writer Peter puts it in 1 Peter chapter 5. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's walking around looking for an opportunity to devour you. That's why Zoe Church, we are founded on John chapter 10, verse 10. Our theme scripture, the word Zoe is founded in John 10, 10. The evil one comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Come on, anybody grateful? There's a lion trying to take you out, but there's a greater lion trying to save you. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Give him a praise if you're grateful for the grace of Jesus Christ. I might be struck by pain, but I'm saved by grace. The enemy tried to strike me and take me out and mess with me and hurt me, but God was trying to save me and build me and encourage me and lift me and help me and deliver me. Somebody praise him like you've been touched by grace. Oh, watch this. If you've been struck by pain, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. There's no time that you'll feel more weak than when you're sick. And God's saying, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. If I got to boast about anything, it's not going to be how much Bitcoin I got. I'm going to boast about how good God is and that his power rests on my life and I might be suffering and I might be struggling and I might be sitting there in a, in a, in a, in a, in a pile of ashes and hurting and painful and going through hard times and not my friends don't even know how bad it is. My family don't know how bad it is. I'm in a world of pain and yet though I'm telling you the book of Job is powerful, put up Job 13 verse 15. Job says, though he may slay me, yet I will trust him. See, the faith that you got to get to is that if you, get, if you feel like you get slayed, like I know, I lo- I know our culture is like slay. <laughs> but what if like you get slayed? <laughs> Not so funny anymore, is it? What was all that slay talk until you got slayed? <laughs> he says, though he slay me, Yet I will, other translations here, say I will praise him. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that it was Satan that did it or if it was God that did it. Some of us need to try, stop trying to figure out. I think the devil did it. 
I think the devil, the devil made me get a flat tire. No, you're a bad driver. You ran into a pothole. That's not the devil. That's L.A. plus you. It's a bad combo. It's a bad combo. The devil put me in debt. No, you swipe too much. You put yourself in debt. Not the devil. The devil trying to make me single. No, you've been stuck at home. You've been watching Netflix and you got halitosis. That's not the devil. That's on you, player. That's on you. And we, <laughs> I couldn't wait to say the word halitosis. That's one of my favorites. And we're trying to figure out what's the devil, what's the devil's part, and what's, what's God's part, and what's my part. Job said, it doesn't even matter. Even if he slay me, I'll praise him. And so I know your health is essential, and I know we all want to be healthy, and I know we all want to live the best version of our life, but what if you're doing your best and you still get sick and you're trying to reconcile, wait, I was in church serving God, faithful to God, serving, tithing, giving, loving, and I got sick? <laughs> what? Like I can think of three people off the top of my head that should have gotten sick. I got sick? Job says, I'm not even going to play that whole game. Who did what to who? Even if he slayed me, I'll praise him. Even if I lose my health and my mind and my kids and my cars and my, I will praise God. That's the faith you got to get to. It doesn't matter what happens on earth because I have the promise of a greater place and his love is the greatest force in my life. That's what we're trying to get to. And so here comes Job. He's sitting in his boils and sitting in his pain and sitting in his ashes. And he's scraping himself off. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. And here comes his wife. And his wife is upset. And his wife has had enough. And his wife comes before Job. You ever have somebody say your name and it sounds like a cuss word? She comes up and she is mad. And she comes up and she says, what you going to do now? Job, it took her that long to say three letters, Job. She is mad as a hornet. She said, you still going to hold fast to your integrity, Joby? Still going to hold fast to your character and your integrity, Job? Still going to praise God? We're still going to go to church this Sunday? We're still going to listen to the Spotify worship list? We're still going to give our tithe and our offering, Job? She's mad. Why? Because she's hurt. And we got to find a way, write down number three, we got to find a way to grow together in our faith. I want to encourage all the single people, if you're single and you're looking for somebody to get married to, someone to hit your life to, someone to partner with forever, I'm telling you, the Bible says do not be unequally yoked. The word there that Paul uses is a yoke that they would put on two oxen. And they would yoke the oxen with the crossbar together. So that they could move forward in mission, in plowing, in purpose. You have no business being yoked together with an unbeliever that doesn't have your values. Doesn't have your theology and faith in Jesus. Do not be on, because you're going to try and move forward. You're going to try and move forward in faith. And the other person's going to be stuck here. And here comes Job. You think it was hard to lose his kids? Now he has his own spouse that's gone in her faith. And she is exposing right here in front of our very eyes that she does not have the spiritual maturity to face trial and tribulation and continue to worship. 
And by the way, let's just pause for a moment. Let's not blame her because I don't know what her childhood was like and I don't know what she faced when she was a kid and I don't know the trauma. You know, there's the difference between acute trauma and gradual trauma. And I don't, this acute trauma that she faced in Job 1, I don't know what it did to her. And I don't know if she experienced gradual trauma as she was raised. But nevertheless, she has been traumatized by the circumstance. I don't blame her one bit. And Job's sitting there in his ashes. And Job's sitting there in his despair. And, and his wife says, what you going to do now, Job? You still going to praise? You put on your little praise songs? With your little praise song, spirit move. Put on your little worship. What you gonna do now, Job? And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I want to encourage you. If you're single and you're trying to marry somebody, you should be following Jesus, keeping your eyes on Jesus, and then you look to the left and you see somebody else that is following Jesus and serving Jesus, and it makes sense that you could be yoked together to build a family and a future together. And if they ain't like that, keep swiping. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> led by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That ain't for you. That ain't for you. Be careful of people that love you in the good times, but they're not there for you in the bad times. Don't get yoked together with people that just signed up for your best life, but they're not going to be around during your worst life. And she says, man, Job was my guy when he had the money and the cattle and the kids. But now I can't even look at you, broski. I can't even lie eyes on you because you're ugly and you got boils and I'm not down with it. No, I want to be with somebody and I want you to find somebody to build your life with in rich or poor, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. These are covenant relationships. Come on, clap. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Grow together. We grow together in our faith. We grow together in our love for God. We grow together in our pounds and waistline. Come on, somebody. We grow together. Not during these 21 days, but we grow together. We're growing together in God. And I'm, I'm, I'm believing that for you, that you find somebody and you build your future with somebody that has, like Job, the fear of the Lord. Yeah, and watch what he says to her. Listen, I mean, we got to just take the full part out, but other than that, it's powerful. Job chapter 2, uh, verse number 10. He told her, he said, you're talking like an empty-headed fool. We take the good days from God. Why not also the bad days? Not once through all this did Job sin. He said nothing against, job, uh, against God. Write down the last point today. Good or bad, high or low, God is my all. Worship team, you can come join me. He, he said to her, no, you don't, you don't even realize what you're saying. You're talking like, a, like an empty-headed fool. We take the good days from God. We, man, and don't we? We take the good days from God. Why not also the bad days? It's almost as if somebody sold you a Christianity that's not even real. That you signed up for a faith that only has one side of the coin. My Bible reads, for it has been granted unto you 
not only to just believe on him, but to also suffer for him. The ministry of suffering. And I just didn't, I didn't invite you into 2024 to Zoe Church to say, come get a blessing. And then come July, you like, but I'm suffering. I thought if I came to church, all my problems would go away. No, friend. You still got all your problems. You just got Jesus now with you in your problems. And the Prince of Peace that rules, oh, come on, praise him tonight, that rules the world will be with you. <laughs> That's the difference. Don't you sign up for one side of the coin. Says to his wife, come on now. All these years we've been blessed. All these parties we threw at our house. All these people we had to our house. Man, we've been bottling for We've had such good days, sweetie. Can we have some bad ones? Can't we have some down years? Does everything have to be up and to the right? What if we face adversity? What if the wind blows and the rain pours? And what if it all goes away? What if it's just me and you? Can we praise him? Oh, I pray that today, no matter what you go through this year, you would develop the mature faith that said, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials and tribulation of many kind, knowing that the testing of your faith, produce, come on, clap and praise them a little bit louder, produces something in you. And by the way, let's say you have a great year this year and you ball out, baby, and it goes off. Guess what? Everything that bears fruity prunes. He say, oh, oh, not me. I'm going to be doing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also says he disciplines the ones that he loves. So what I know about God is, man, I'm never too high and I'm never too low. I'm just going to be faithful to God. And you can find me with my head down and my hand to the plow and my heart serving God. I came in this thing with nothing. I'm leaving this thing with nothing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In every trial, in every season, in every air, I choose Jesus. Come on, praise him tonight. I choose faith. I choose trust. Listen to this beautiful prayer, last scripture of the night. <laughs> Psalm 73. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. My portion forever. And portion really is this. It's, it's my lot. It's all I got forever. Forever. I got you. And I don't know if I got this car forever. And I don't know if I got this church forever. And I don't know if I got people forever. But one thing I know, I got God. And if I got God, it's good enough for me. And until you get that place, until you get to that place, it's going to be anything but don't you touch that, God. No, 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 no. Because if you touch that, oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Some of us need to stop making packaged sweet deals with God, signing up for deals that God never committed to make with you. Jesus says, if anybody wants to follow me, he must pick up his cross every single day, deny himself, and follow. And let me ask you, what would profit a man if he gained the whole world but lose his soul? I'd rather lose the world and gain my soul than have anything else. Come on, praise him tonight. Praise him for how great is our God.
good or bad, high or low. God is my everything. Come on, stand, Jesus.